Welcome to Iman Amongst Men. This is the show where we take an honest look at what it's like to be a man in today's world. We don't shy away from topics most people are too afraid to talk about. We're going to take it all the way there. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to all your podcasts. Let's start the show. We're going to title this episode, The Art of Expression. Being a basketball player, I never knew how much I appreciated the art of performing, the art of telling my story, even though I was doing it athletically. It didn't all the way hit me until I was standing on the stage hosting for Dancing with the Stars, gauging the crowd reaction to what I'm doing, all based off of playing basketball and knowing what the crowd will do if I do a windmill instead of a layup at this important part of the game. Understanding that heartbeat uh, to the show, understanding what the fans are coming to see, that was the way it resonated with me. Today, we get to talk to a guy that, similar to me, uses fashion, music, his platform, to constantly express himself. I'm an overall creative who likes to take risks with my music that influenced my ability to go outside of the lane that I feel like I was assigned to. On this week's show, man, we are really excited to bring on and be joined by five-time Grammy Award-winning singer, rapper, producer, (laughs) businessman, (laughs) all that, CeeLo Green, man. (laughs) I'm Iman Shumpert. I'm Ari Shumpert. Welcome to Iman Amongst Men, brought to you by Uninterrupted. Who better to have as a guest than my man, CeeLo Green. What's going on, my dog? What's up, bro? Thanks for having me. So, man, I'm super duper excited uh, to have you on today, CeeLo. We got a lot we want to get through. Let's get started. Today's show, man, it's going to focus on artistry and self-expression. One question to get it started. Can you define what style means to you? Man, you know, um, I, uh, I I read a, a great quote. It basically was saying, style is being yourself on purpose. But style is also like fit, right? Um, well, you know, well, it's got to look good on you. I mean, it's got to fit you. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Like that comfortability, you know, doing what, or wearing whatever you want to wear? Like, where does that come from? Well, I think I think the confidence actually does come from being comfortable. You know, um, how, how you feel, and it's, it's almost like a material. It's like a fabric, it's like a cut. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a couture, I mean, a second skin, a spirit mm. animal. Growing up, because you said, you know, you liked watching Kung Fu movies, you know, you got, you really have an eclectic style and like an, an older taste. Where does that, does that come from a person or does that just come from you exposing yourself to all types of different, you know, things and music and, you know, different art? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely about what I was exposed to um, and what spoke to me. Um, Is there like a specific pinpoint to that reference or influence? Well, I could definitely say I grew up around that older... I, it's, it's even older than old. It's ancient. I mean, like that that spirit that resides in the church community. You know, yeah. both my mother, both my mother and father were both uh, ministers. Right. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. you know, so I referenced the James Brown movie, Get On Up Earlier. So like, you know, if you notice um, a lot of those, um, those, those biographies, they reference back to the church, whether it was Ray Charles, whether it was James Brown, mm -hmm. um, you know, Little Richard. Yeah, I also had that type of rearing, you know, um, an experience in the church. So I got a chance to see um, the mother's board, you know, with the, you know, they're coming through with the big yeah. hats and they would fly on the deacons, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, right, also, okay. Also, that good old gospel music, that Baptist, Southern, Southern yeah. Baptist gospel music is just, it's just different. You'll never forget it. You know, as a kid, just growing up, you know, being young and being open and being impressionable, that definitely got into me like a spirit. But but it was always like ever since you start dressing yourself, that's what you wanted to buy, that's what you wanted to wear. It was always different from everybody else. Um, when I was young, uh, my father passed when I was when I was very young. My father passed passed when I was two. And to be totally honest, bro, I really don't know where it came from. <laughs> but um, I wore suits. I almost wore suits every day as a kid. You know, there's this hair care products. Uh, family empire called the Bronner Brothers. Um, so basically, it, it, I, I think even Eddie Murphy's uh, coming to America. I think that family, um, <laughs> the Soul Go, Go yeah, family, Soul Go yeah. family. I think that was a play off of the real life Bronners of Atlanta because they made all of this, you know, black hair care product stuff. You know what I mean, like, and they were wealthy in the city. And they would do these um these hair conventions really early. So again, <laughs> I have never heard yeah, that. Yeah, I've never heard that either. Um and y'all might be all of something, man. Yeah. The Bronner Brothers. The Bronner yeah. Brothers. Um oh, Black wild. Excellence, definitely, man. So, you know, they would run out the big convention centers and you would walk through. And again, here we go talking about styles, we're talking about hairstyles. When I was young, I had what was called the cold wave. It was basically just straight hair. I had long hair down the back of my neck. Um, mm. I wore suits. And you talked about in kindergarten. And I used to carry one of those little pocket Bibles, the little red ones. <laughs> yeah. carry, my, carry my little Bible. And my father left me an ivory pipe. With, you what? know what I'm saying? You know, so I never smoked none out of it, but it just smelled like smoke. And yeah, I knew that yeah. I, I knew that it was a um an heirloom, you know what I mean, like from my father. So I prided myself with I used to keep it inside my little uh, inside uh, pocket in my jacket. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> That's fine. I'm though. sure grown folks thought he was smoking. I'm sure they thought he was smoking. <laughs> Shit, whether they understood or not, I feel it. It's like that's a comfort, man. I could still smell that and feel like you right here. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, that no is. doubt. So so yeah, so we, we was exposed to the different styles and um you know, like finger waves and stuff like that. Y'all Yeah, my wife be oh, doing yeah. finger waves yeah. and shit, man. Yeah. She was we had to aunties to... and cousins who used to do that. She tried to get me to do it when she did it. I told her, man, <laughs> you could pull that move. I can't pull that move. <laughs> I can't pull that move. Believe it or not, bro, I had some finger waves, but a lot of the hustlers used to wear finger waves, you know, in Atlanta. Yeah. I'm not sure what that's about. <laughs> he was doing it too. He's like, I don't even know. He was I doing don't even know why I was doing it, but I was with them niggas doing that shit. 
we read that you was in a household with 15 family members? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, all my, you know, um, everybody had one of them big mama houses. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, my, my grandmother was one of those, one of those gentle uh, souls of where, you know, hey, man, if you was, you know, in between places or displaced in any kind of way, man, come find you a corner on the floor over here, man. <laughs> oh, so we going to make these pallets. Oh, man. Y'all go foot to bed in the mattress joint and we good. You already know. <laughs> How do you stand, stand right there at that point? How do you, as an artist, how do you think that kind of helped you being in a house with that many people at a time and all types of craziness going on at, at any moment? It's like, how do you ground yourself and still, you know, do what you need to do to be you? It's a humbling environment. You know, one thing about having siblings is to teach you how to share your food. You know what I'm saying? So it'll give you character. You know what mm -hmm, I mean? Mm -hmm. um, you know, a card that you may not use until later on in life. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you may not realize the core essentials that it gives you, you know, Real like in the, way that, in the way that you come up. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I, I do realize that most product is a product of, of its environment. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but you can be a product of the, the environment that you're living in, and you also can be a product of the, the imagination with inside of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I grew up in the area of, you know, being the latchkey kid, me and one sibling, I had an older sister. You know, sometimes having an older sister is like being an only child. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't relate to much, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or... <laughs> Unless we was arguing or something like that. You know what I mean? Real talk. We was pissed. You know what I mean? Like, there was any kind of PDA for the display of affection. But, like, um, I would just remember... And we were just together not too long ago, man. It just kind of brought tears to my eyes because it was like, damn, man, this big sis, man, I'll never get another one. And she paid attention to things that I, I was into at the time. So, I, I mean, me as a kid, I had a really unique taste in music. Like, I like Duran Duran. I like, I love Culture Club. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, you name it, you know, Madness, Our House. In the middle of our street, uh, right? You know, just growing up looking at Channel Seventeen video night tracks. That was like the MTV before MTV. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and they would just play music videos all night. So, no, I love to I love to talk about this shit. And every time you think of a song, like to see your face light up when you hear these <laughs> songs, like I can see them go through your head and like yeah. how you light up. Like this shit is such a great bridge for us as I like. Cause you know, after this shit, I'm finna go listen to all your shit. So you gonna you get should, some streams. Your streams finna, your streams finna go up too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm gonna double back on all your shit. Cause now I gotta see the the Influence. little bits and pieces that you're Delicious, giving me yeah. i want to hear it now as you as you telling me the elements of growing up and hearing these songs and how stories are connecting to these songs it's like um I, i'm thinking about like i just did dancing with the stars so yeah. i'm thinking about i appreciate <laughs> that i'm thinking about how i picked those songs and all those songs had a connecting story something to go with it that i appreciate and it's I've always wanted to stay away from samples and making music because I always felt like there's got to be a, an original feel. I didn't want to sample anything or for a hit, a, 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 a credit be taken away because it's like, well, you sampled a 
fucking smash. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, when we hear that smash, you change up the beat just a little bit and it goes. But I always wanted to feel like I created a new sound that, you know what I'm saying, is something that was just in me. But what I'm hearing, even as you talking, which I'm honestly saying to myself is damn near true, is I don't think anything that I've done I could ever really hold as original now that I think about it because there's all these influences, like you're saying, it's mom and pop playing whatever they like and my auntie's playing what they like and my brother's playing what they like and it all just sort of gets wrapped into you and come out however it come out. You know what I'm saying? It's just cool to know that you can pinpoint songs, how you pinpoint them. Well, I guess that's what they mean when they say nothing new under the sun, but like, you know... um... Yeah. But you know, like you know, like, but it's it's, but you know, music is. Um, I guess only charted music that you can read is the is would be considered the plain English of music. You know, what I mean, if you could actually read it. Yeah. But you know, what I mean, like all music, all melody. You know, what I mean, harmony. You know, what I'm saying, like, um, you know, composition. You know, it's poetry. You know, what I mean, like, it, it, it deserves a poetic justice. It's subject to to interpretation. So your interpretation is original. You know what I mean? It's yeah. your own individual account. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the way that you, the way that you um, ingest something and filter it through and then uh, reiterate it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, is its own hybrid theory. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, no, no, no. It it, 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 it it does still qualify as unique and original. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it, but it does have an origin. Um, there's a lyric from Earth, Wind, and Fire they have a song called I'll Write a Song for You. Um, and he say, um, he says, sound doesn't dissipate. It only recreates to, uh, to another, to another uh, time and place. Sound that doesn't dissipate. It only recreates to in another place. You know, wow. Philip Bailey, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. you know, um, I write a song for you. You write a song for me. We write a song of love. You know what I'm saying? See, I don't mind singing it for y'all because I'm a fan. Right. (laughs) Y'all know how it's coming, man. If you now tuning in, it's Imada Bucks Men. (laughs) Everybody who go in um, and, and who checks this out, Y'all go and reference this song because it's always about music, music education. They're like, I really want to mm-hmm. be in the drop a few jewels off if I can. They're like, to be a blessing and to be of some benefit to someone. Have you ever been damn near envious of today's time of hearing how many resources they have? Like a kid now can propel that sound the way you say. Uh, they can do that in so many different clever ways with social media being around and all that, have you ever been envious to that tool and knowing that you had to do it a totally different route? Oh, no, 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 no never, never envious, maybe in awe. You say, you feel me like, mm-hmm. uh, um, as I, you know, figure out the inner workings to like, you know, um, of the new um, apparatus that allows, what, what meaning like, social media like you know I'm, i come from an older god i come from the old testament we didn't have you know um the advantage you know um mm. but i think sometimes though how how it's ironic in a way of where like with all of the different advantages um that you know this generation has i believe that the quality of the the, the, the music does suffer some 
but quality in anything that you mass produce will suffer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why they make ex- an exclusive amount of Yeezy so and so. Or we only did ten of these. Or we only. You kind of see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, um, music actually the best music is meant to be misunderstood, not mass produced. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, it's no no different than, than a piece of art. I mean, when they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's yeah. like to just to sit there and ponder and interpret it as your own, and you give it work. You know what I'm saying? There's a great word, there's a great quote from Andy Warhol that says, art is what you can get away with. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So I don't really that's know. A, that's a if, goddamn tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if this generation considers what they do as art or music, because it's more commonly called content at this point. Mm-hmm. Copy. Or media. So, so content sounds a little bit more impersonal that mean like um a bit a little bit more politically correct you know what i'm saying like or incorrect simply because you can you can classify or consider anything to be content you just you know cut the camera on after goddamn food you can say right. that right. Yeah. You know for, I mean? sure. for sure um so so i just look at it like now the game is like pork you know what i mean like uh meaning cheap. from the rooter to the tutor everything is for sale you yeah. know what i mean like feel me yeah, it's up for grabs. I I I look at it. Uh, me and my brother, we talk music. We talk the heartbeat of hip hop all the time, yeah. and uh, we've gotten to the point where we we just call it bubblegum. Like it's like even if this is a hit, y'all gonna throw this shit out after a while. Nobody's gonna talk about it. Um, yeah, it's not gonna last. Exactly. I've been sort of envious, more so of the older times, like. I feel like a lot of the things that I got going on, like I, I wanted to be around for the more appreciative time of that. You know what I'm saying? Like me and my wife talk about it all the time. She like, I wish I was an artist back then when people actually cared if you knew X, Y, and Z. It's like, even though a lot of people have this database of all this stuff going on with music, some people don't even appreciate that. They just like, all right, cool, but where's the new record? I want this 808, I need some while I'm drunk in the club right now. And it's like, bro, and nobody want to listen to a full album no more. And um, yeah, we, we talk about the heartbeat of music all the time. We're more envious of the older times when you could press play and go one through 17 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than this new time that's, uh, you know, like like you, you're agreeing, we're in agreement with you that it's just a, a bubblegum time of uh, mass producing and getting it out there and getting, cause I am, I'm very happy for all the lives that's changing. Like I, I can't be more happy for more young black kids that just had no way. And now they have a way based upon what you said, content. It's what, it's what they call the disposable arts. It's like, you know, like, you know, this generation, what I can say, and I agree with you uh, as, uh, as far as this is concerned too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, these kids is making way more money off the art form and they're mm-hmm. controlling it. You know what I mean? But at what cost? You make more money at what cost? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like all we do is put it and parade it, you know what I mean? Like around, like, you know what I mean? Like, look at me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like when there was a time when it wasn't about me, it was about us. It was about crews. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was about, um, it was about, Boroughs, it was about cities, it was about movements, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, not, not just me. Like, I always give one example of, let's say, Run DMC, how 
it was it was Run's house, but DMC was the king of rock. Mm -hmm. But they both praised Jam Master J. You know what I'm saying? There's so many sound bites of Jam Master J. And, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? So it was that camaraderie. You don't really see that. But so now you'll see, uh, I came up, this is all me. This, mm -hmm. this is all me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is all me. You know what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. feel me? All yeah. me for real. And that's not the diss. That's just to do the, the cross. No, that's just a reference. That's just a reference. Yeah, you know it's a I'm reference saying? into that lens. I, I totally get it. Because these are still songs that, um, you know, when you when you think about it, artists tap into what the people want to hear. And I think that the time is, like you said, the internet all considering everybody became so aware. Because I remember when Instagram first came out, you remember Instagram used to be like views? What like people didn't take pictures of themselves. Instagram oh, yeah. first came yeah. around, people would take a picture of where they're at. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They'll take a memory picture like next to a bridge. You know, people want to show the Grand Canyon, shit like that. And then slowly but surely, like he's saying, the mass production of it, you you start seeing the numbers on it and people start understanding likes and, you know, it becomes, treating- It becomes more yeah, personable at You that treat point. the page like a billboard and, you know, you start seeing the, the, the self-expression completely take a turn. Everything mm -hmm. 360s and now, it's like he said, it's how can I show that I my, my worth is up? How do I get my ticket up, so to speak? That's that's deep. We, we, we have to have a whole You know I'm a you know I, no, I'm I'm big on words. Words mean everything to me and I'm I'm huge with understanding the definition and then understanding the, the different ways it could be used. Understand like you said in degrees in uh an expression period. Uh, a lot of words by definition don't mean what you think they mean. And you can take them the wrong way. You can read them the wrong way, process them the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times I just take a second to process it. I might damn near smirk, but it's uh it's cool to 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 see words different. I'm I'm huge with my word bank. I am huge with my word bank. I hope y'all are too, man. CeeLo Green, if y'all didn't know it. I didn't know my man was a professor, man. I, I, my dog wear many hats, man. I, I did not know I was getting a lesson today. When we talk in expression, what's the difference to you in an artist and an entertainer? Yeah, there's, there's definitely a difference. You gotta be your own uh, uh, your best supporter, your own worst critic. Man. <laughs> uh, you got to be your manager, your agent. Real, real talk, you got to do it everything. And, and you got to get out there and sell it. CeeLo, how much do you think of uh, being an artist makes you like really like vulnerable? Or is there a point at which you get really vulnerable or afraid to like express a certain, you know, position in art or like what you're wearing, songs, anything? Yeah, you 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 you're always um, you know in a disposition of vulnerability. You know what I'm saying? But you still have to, you know, have the the bravery, you know, and the audacity to be honest. Um, you know, the, the bravery to be alone in the emotion, alone in the in the idea, in the intellectual property. You know what I mean? It's almost like trying to convince someone, um, you know, who has not that you've seen a ghost. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm -hmm. Telling you, I saw it, 
You ain't got to believe me. I know what the fuck I saw. You know, what mm-hmm. you know um, and it's that plea. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, that cry out, you know I mean, of trying to be, um, trying to connect, trying to be heard, trying to be believed, trying to be understood, trying to be embraced. You know what I mean? Uh, trying to be loved. So, like, yeah, it's always the vulnerability of um, going back to what inspires. And what inspires most artists is alienation. You know what I mean? Um, you know, um, uh, the identity crisis, trying to sort yourself out. Let's say Will Smith, for example, one time I saw an interview with him <laughs> on the show called the, the Actors Guild, and he was like, he first got attracted to acting because there was a time in his life where he literally wanted to be someone else besides himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't never wanted to be another nigga. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't <laughs> yeah, never wanted never to be, want to be another person. Nigga. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. But that's crazy. That's, that's crazy, yeah, though. That is. That's, that's crazy, though. That if but th- this is before you find out that you're good enough. This mm-hmm. is before you find out that that there is, you know. And and, and again, remember, um, a great actor is going to recognize a great actor. But but you know, the first ingredient to being great is having great taste. You have to know what it looked like. You know what I'm saying? You right. feel me? So right. everybody's got to be honest, so you can so you can you know do the differentials. You know what I mean? <laughs> do the differentials. <laughs> when did you find that that taste? that you're speaking of? Like, when did you think you found that, you know, like your, like your sound, for example, when did you think that, all right, like, I'm good now. Like, I know this is gonna take off. It took me a long time, you know what I mean? Um, like coming up through Goody Mob, you know, and the Dungeon Family. And there was a time when I was just doing hooks for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that as a team player, uh, basically like a campaign manager, I can consolidate and I could, um, I could, uh, what do you call, um, summarize what the song was saying in a hook. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and that's why people came to me for hooks for a long time. And then uh, I guess who who had it, that 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 uh, position after me? Then T Pain came. Yeah. You know, everybody wanted a hook from T Pain. Real tough. Real tough. So, but, um. I think, and when I first started to sing, I didn't sing as a soloist. I sang and I shrouded myself with all of these different uh, alter egos. And, you know, because again, I'm coming mm-hmm. from a church background. So I hear this choir this operatic kind of, you know, these arrangements in my head. So I want to hear all of those different vocalists. But this, it's not just a, a choir of, um, participants but it's a choir of lead singers because you know i'm i'm a lead singer too i mean so so basically it's all of the many selves the the Mm -hmm. me myself and the i the trifecta you know Uh, know i mean the uh, butterfly effect so if you notice what i'm describing is a an uh an aesthetic and approach that d'angelo uses if you notice he don't really do um singular vocals it's a lot of how does it feel? You know, he's just yeah. back, backing himself up. It's it's really similar to the way that Slick Rick records vocals. You know, um, well, it was one of those days, not much to do. That are yeah. about with the old school crew. Bounce all around. It's like it's, it's five around. people in the room. So he wasn't alone, right? All of your imaginary friends, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And so basically you see a physical representation of that in uh, Andre 3000's Hey Ya video when he's playing the whole band. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so uh, that's, it. Uh, that, that's a philosophy made physical. Bilal uses that approach too. So that's the way that I say, if you guys to meet with Bilal, he's one of my favorite singers. But yeah, he, he uses Bilal that is. approach too. Um, but then you could go back to somebody like Nat King Cole, where he's just a crooner. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, he just just once one once all the way down. So um, it took me up until the point of because um, I so I was doing all of these big hook vocals, and it took me until I finally did Niles Barkley to start singing in a singular notion. Just I remember when I remember mm -hmm. I remember when I lost my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like you feel me? So I just did it one time and that's it, just a raw vocal. And that was the most effective. Wait a minute, so you never re-recorded that? Yeah, that was a one take, Jake? Just one take. Because mm. what happened was, it's basically the demo and it leaked. So- I remember that. Leaked because we was, we was passing the demo around trying to get signed with that record. And that record leaked and it went to number one mm -hmm. in Europe by digital downloads alone. You know what I'm saying? Damn, so that was like an accidental hit. Well, not not technically accidental, but accidental in that raw vocal. Because mm -hmm. it was like, once it was already out, you like, well, I can't remix it now. But I can't, I, can't, I can't clean it up now, it's already gone. Absolutely, yeah, we got together, man, and recorded those songs for about eight days in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Um, he had something else to do, I had something else to do, so. And I just told this story too. Uh, but yeah, so we were just trying to be, you know, proactive. Okay, we got a window. Let's see what we can come up with. You know, I did the record, you know, um, a lot of the a lot of the times and, and a lot of the uh, the ways that I get things out is to not take myself so seriously. You know what I mean? So that brings this conversation back around full circle to fashion. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's why they call it a fashion statement. If you know, if you can, if you could say it there, then you could actually say less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, if if I could, you know, um, <laughs> if I could have a, a mohawk or a tattoo to say that I'm alternative or I'm or I'm committed to something or like I'm against the grain, I'm a rebel. I mean, like that's what you're yeah. trying to say. You know what I'm saying? But you are trying to, you know, you are. It is a, a, a self-expression, but it's like who you talking to. I mean, like, mm -hmm. and every everything that we do is a love letter to whom it may concern. It's two right. other cares. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Real talk. But but we're trying to get we're trying to get each other to care again because we've all become so comfortably numb. You right. know what I'm saying? So that's why we push the envelope and make and, and take fashion risks. You know what I'm saying? To push, you know what I mean? You know, just trying to to jar and to, you know, um put that jolt or that 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 um that spike, that stimulus package, you know what I mean? Like the stimmy. <laughs> the stimmy. <laughs> that stimmy pack. Stimmy. Bring the stimmy pack through. Every now and again, society needs that stimmy pack, man. <laughs> that's what I be about. You know what I yeah, mean? That's, that's like, how can I contribute to culture? You know what yeah. I mean? How can I put another brick in the wall? You know what I mean? Like yeah. and make it taller, make it stronger, make it livable, sustainable. You know what I'm saying? And I be and I begin to I begin to care and, and, and like my compassion and it just comes about. I want to just give into it. And I, you know, I want to, I want to devote myself to it to the death. I mean, like, then it'd be, 
rock and roll for me. So at my soul, it's the it's the nurturing um, that quality. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but my attitude is like rock and roll. You know what I mean, like because I'm like I got to go against the grain. I got to go up against the, the man, the machine, the powers that be. You know what I'm saying? Like because they're not advocating for individuality. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Does yeah. it ever? I got a, a, a sidebar now that you you're saying that. Have you ever ran into a situation where you feel hip hop needs this right now, and ain't none of y'all ass gonna do it, so I'm gonna do it in this hip hop lane that y'all can digest, like like a classic, like if you ever felt like like me, we missed that old school Wu Tang sound, and then you got Benny the Butcher that comes. And he like, it's like, yo, that's like, thank you. Like, where the fuck you just come from? Have you ever felt like, even though you've gone through this period where it's like you've damn near graduated from certain sounds of it being that simple in art, but have you ever felt like the game needs this? Like you were saying, let me put another brick in the wall. Have you ever felt like, man, I might need to go back and put some old clothes on and give y'all that just because y'all need it. It ain't even got nothing about where I need to be in life. I just feel like the game needs this. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah, I feel that way right now. You know what I mean? Like, I get so, so, so I'm finna get a, I'm finna get a rap out. That what you telling me? You finna, <laughs> you finna tell me so. <laughs> oh yeah, man. You, I'm, I'm gonna send you some stuff too, bro. Cause you know, people don't know that we fam like that. Man, man. We talked all through the pandemic over the phone. But I look at you at a certain plateau, you know what I'm saying? To be on the phone with you and even talk music when we did during the pandemic and you did, like, I feel like you knock yourself off of a high horse when I just really appreciate, I always appreciated that down to earth vibe. Like. You always showed me love, man. And you know what though? I think everybody was able to bear witness to me push and continue to take risks. Yeah. Take the, take the leap and still land on my feet. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, you know, that's something to be said about that, man. Like I'm I'm a I'm a truly committed person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, um But it's a walking it's a it's a walking testament for the the young artists. Like as you said, the cause now that I'm sure it's a household or two. Like I know my kids, they not they might not reference those artists that you said, but they gonna be able to reference uh CeeLo Green, Nas Bach. Like they gonna be able to say that. Like my dad had me listening to that. I don't know why he didn't want to listen to my little Nas record that I was playing, but he wanted to listen to CeeLo Green. You know what I'm saying? Like so they hear that. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's just cool to see you. Like, like I said, to see you light up when you tell it too. Oh no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I because it give me life, man. That's my vitality. You know what I mean? Um, you know my gear is always progressive forward motion. You know what mm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And like we, we we definitely gonna knock down some trees, man, and blaze a trail, man. So so people can you know can can come behind it, you know, what yeah. I mean? you know, or come with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always like, real. You got to get behind me. You get beside me. You get with me. Real talk. <laughs> real talk. So we talk about Hollywood, and we talk about uh, there's one version of where people like people go Hollywood, and they're just like not as communicative to their roots and where they come from. And then there's the Hollywood where it's like, he Hollywood, I don't know. I don't know what they got going on over there. Can you talk about uh, one, just reaching a level where Hollywood is even a conversation and then how do you deal with it? 
fortunately for me, I had a very healthy preoccupation while I was living there for about five years. Yeah. And, and that was network television. So my hours, you know what I mean? Like, I was, was a working man. I was working man, bro. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even bullshitting at all. Yeah. So you weren't even letting that energy even enter what you had going on. Nah, you know, and I knew what you expect. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I knew, I knew what was assumed. Uh, I knew what you expect. Man, they know I ain't with that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Real talk. I repelled a lot. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? But like, you know, you know, um, but you can't you can't expect to to to, to go to go down through the trench and at least get some shit on your shoes. You know what I'm saying? You feel yeah, me? For sure that you know, like you feel me? So it really is what it is. Um, but there's a song, man. Again, there's a song that describes Hollywood in this scenario so effectively. It's the rhythmic sweet dreams. Rhythmics. This is what describes Hollywood to me. Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to, to disagree? disagree? I travel the world in the seven, seven seas. seas. Everybody's, Everybody's looking, looking for, for something. something. Some of them want to use you. Some of them want to be used by you. Some of them want to abuse you. Some of them want to be abused. Yo, that's, you know what I'm talking about? Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? I live right off of, off of Sunset. It's all out there, man. It's, it's yeah. all out there. Every every form of temptation. Yeah, it's, it's definitely form. energy out there, man. And, um, you know, after my stint at The Voice was up, you know, I got on out of there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and I moved to Vegas for a couple of years. And, you know, people might think that Vegas is worse. You <laughs> know? Um, but actually, the off, the off, if you're not on the strip, though, Vegas is actually beautiful, right? very yeah. calm. Very out the way. Hot as hell. Hot as hell. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't getting away from that heat. You ain't getting away. You better have a pool. You better have a but pool. It's perfect. It's perfect like West Coast weather. Like, you know what to expect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stay cool at night. So, yeah, I lived out there in, in Henderson or Summerlin, you know, one of yeah. them. You know what I mean? like, so, that's, that's like 20, 30 minutes away from the strip. It's yeah. beautiful. I loved it out there. It was peaceful, tranquil, yeah. serene, and yeah. clean. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these little miniature sand capsules, basically. That right. clay stucco vibe, like huge uh, properties, all that old nice square footage. That shit was luxurious as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it out there, man. Like, Word. Yeah, I was like, damn, I could have been living over here, man, for half the price. For half the, that's what it be. That's what it be, man, half that price, man. Uh. Do you have any uh, stories like crazy? Because I know you just said you tried as much as you could to avoid the craziness in Hollywood. But, but, but check like... it out, though. I got it for you. It's like... <laughs> so look, so around this time, I think they slowed down considerably, but around this time, man, in, in that five-year span, TMZ was hot, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but think about it. As long as we can remember, man, you even got episodes of different strokes where... They had the map to the stars, houses, and stuff like that. That's been a thing, it, it, you know, like a mm -hmm. breach of your privacy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like to be, you know what I mean? To be, you know, violated us for so close for comfort. It's like, I mean, what what, what they do that at besides L.A.? You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. we just going to ride past where somebody stay at. <laughs> right, <laughs> real right. talk. Yeah, real talk. Make no sense. Real talk. They've been doing that. So, y'all, I don't know if y'all remember the episode of Different Strokes where they wanted to see the psycho house or the, 
You know what I mean? Like they went on the little Universal Studios tour and all that kind of shit. But mm. anyway, that's real old school. But <laughs> but um, but yeah. So that's happened before. Like you know what I mean? Like I was living in a spot and I wasn't even there. It wasn't, it wasn't my it wasn't my name or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I really don't know how I went up on the on the uh, on the listings. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, but yeah, one of the little tour trolleys came through and you can hear him on the intercom. And yes. CeeLo Green and blah, 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 blah. blah. Uh, <laughs> so, yo. They don't even have to check with you before they do that? They no. could just do it? Th- th- let me tell you why they don't got to do it. You know, at the end of every TMZ episode when Harvey says, I'm a lawyer, okay? So he that's basically like they know within the, you know, the-, the Oh, so um, he know the law. He know the law. Yeah. So basically, they could stand at your mailbox and then not be unlawful. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Uh, even if they tell people, but damn, even if they tell people where you live, yeah, that's a safety hazard. Apparently, it comes with the game and the exploitation of, um, you know, the, the artists, actors, entertainers. I mean, they really should be heralded, you know, uh, and protected as national treasures. But mm-hmm. nah, they'd rather exploit them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah um, that's that's shame. And so that's been going on before we even got in the game. You know what I mean? But yeah, so. I've had people come back to the crib like after getting off the off of the tour, um, mm-hmm. you know, come back in their own car and wait out there and you know want to get an autograph. So that that happened to me once. And then one time we was eating lunch. Yo, yeah, I'm sure you ate at a spot called Berries, right? Berries, yeah, I had Berries, yeah, late night yeah, spot. So, yeah, so Berries on Third, that used to be the spot, man. That shit was like, man. That, that yeah. was, <laughs> They stay open late. That lobster pizza, man. That shit. Come on, yeah, you already know. <laughs> okay, so look, one time we was at, you know, it was a quiet afternoon. I was having lunch with my lady. And um, you know, so we going out the back door. And um, I'm assuming that either a valet or a dishwasher, somebody gotta connect to TMZ. And they like, you know, he's in here. And that could go for anybody. So we going out the back door, right? And you know the little alleys behind the buildings. Yeah. If somebody's apartment where their car is back in, it's like a little garage, little area. So it's like blind rows of cars. And this is yeah. the alley. Then it's the back door coming out of the restaurant where their dumpster is or whatever. Yeah. So we park back there. And dude pops up from behind one of the parked cars in uh. the garage <laughs> and takes a picture of us. Uh. And I was like, I was like, yo, I said, come here, come here, come here. He was like, yo, I said, no, come here, bro. That's cool. I just want to ask you something. I said, yo, I said, man, shoot straight. I said, how y'all know I was here? Guess what he said? He said, he said, well, put it this way. You lucky these are cameras and not guns because we're good. What? He didn't say that to you. That's exactly what he said. Hey, man. Hey, what? I was like, damn. <laughs> Them people after you? <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you do? <laughs> right, man. On the next episode of Power, man. Right. My man CeeLo had to get rid of dude. Yeah. <laughs> Making you know moves. What? I, I, I thought it was um I thought it was dope, the analogy. I, I Oh no, for sure. I get it. Where it's like <laughs> No, that was that was profound for me. Which is like, yeah, yeah. he you know, he 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 wiped my nose with that. He, he basically me. told me like you ain't as low as you think. Yeah. yeah, like y'all ain't y'all ain't low out here. 
I appreciated it. And so what yeah. I just not had to do is just politic with them and try to give them a little bit of what they wanted. You know what I'm saying? If they catch me, I was just always cordial. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever the little topic is. What do you think about so-and-so and so-and-so? Oh, man, shit, you know, I don't know. Whatever, whatever I'm right. saying. Yeah. Just try to... Get them a quick sound bite. Keep it moving. Yeah, just say, give them a little something and that's it. Man, you just got to feed the beast a little bit. We gonna uh, transition, you know, we get into the best part. We both fathers, you're a father as well. Uh, let's talk about that. Um, your upbringing as a child, did that influence your parenting style? Oh yeah, man. Um, my son, he'll be 22 this year. Yes, sir. Young Kingston. Uh, yes, sir. I'm, I'm a proud father. I definitely wanted to be the father figure, uh, role model, and male presence that I did not necessarily have, mm. you know. Um, and I, um, I got right on top of it by giving him uh, music. So um, when he was young, even when he was in the womb, I would play. Um, believe it or not, it would it would be these these CDs from Target. It might be. Celtic uh, horns, mm -hmm. or you know what I mean, like uh, tranquil CDs, <laughs> summer breeze, or something like that. So I would play stuff like that in the womb while, while, while we were sleeping. Uh, but then when he was born, you know, I got another CD called Beethoven for Babies. You know, give him all, all the little classical compositional type shit. And you know me, I'm gonna play what I listen to anyway. You know what I mean, like you know, there's a lot of truth in them saying you are what you eat. You said like you know, mm -hmm. but. But to go a step further, you are what you ingest, meaning like what you're entertained by, what you see, what you hear, you know what I'm saying? Like you what are. you allow. You know, you try to govern that to the best of your ability. And, you know, I play the music Earth Wind and Fire. I play all of the, you know, my generation's best. He's got a couple of those um, attributes as, as me, you know, because he's an artist too. And he's very accomplished, man. He's, uh, you know, plays bass and guitar, producer. Mm -hmm. um, Illustrator, he, he's a talented kid, man, oh. uh, or young man at this point. And it just comes from a proper, encouraging environment. Cause like, bro, that's how I got turned on to y'all. You all playing smiley faces when your little one was, was really small. And I remember yeah. seeing the clip and I was like, damn, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that was so beautiful, man. That really just touched me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. I'm like, that whole Nas Barkley album, like, you know, yeah. I knew that you were a fan of that project, and like, I don't know what you even considered that music to be. All it could ever be, in my opinion, is an alternative. This black music is yeah. it's boundless music. I mean, like, it's colorless. It's 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 timeless. It's universal. It really is. I I never really grouped it as a as an actual genre. I always called it alternative too, because I believe that's what it was like categorized as. I'll take y'all the backstory. I used to burn CDs for people. So I used to be telling, like when people would have me do a mix CD, when that album came out, not only would I put, like I put crazy on there, but I was like, when was the last time you danced? Like, I'm like, I'm putting that on there. I'm putting smiley faces. I'm putting uh, 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 funk shui on there. Like just giving people this. Cause I'm like, gee, I, I'm like, trust me, I'll never tell y'all to play no <laughs> shit like this, bro. I'm like, trust me, I'll never. But I'm like, do you hear what dude is saying, bro? 
I'm like, he fucking me up with this St. Elsewhere shit. I'm like, you hear what he's saying, bro? But this is back then, you see what I'm saying? So when I played Smiley Faces for my wife, my wife was kind of looking at me like, I just wouldn't expect you to know this. Like, I wouldn't expect you to be singing and dancing. Cause she knew it, but she a singer. So she's like, sang it. Like she hearing all the other things of it. And I'm like, bro, do you hear what the nigga saying, bro? <laughs> I'm like, it was a point in my life I needed this song, you know what I'm saying? And then I played it for Junie and I watched her face light up and I'm like, you've never heard this. You don't even know what the fuck it is. Like, and you, what, she was, what, one or two? Like, she not even talking and she like, she yeah. hearing it and she like, hell yeah. I'm like, so I know I'm not tripping. That feeling and that vibe, like you said, is really timeless. Like. I, first time I heard it, I was tickled to death. First time my mama heard it, she tickled to death. Junie just got born, she tickled to death. I'm like, this is a special record. So if we're calling that an alternative feeling, cool. That's hey man, I want to try alternative music one day. I just yeah, don't no be doubt. hearing that. I just don't be hearing that shit in my head like that. Like once y'all find the live instruments, I hear words all the time. It's just some of the ways that y'all uh, even allow things to build. I'm that's my newest thing that I'm touching with music like how it builds, like the excitement that comes into something that you like, man, I cannot wait till this drop. Like, I love that charge up and that elongated charge up that they used to do on old school songs. Like, you used to have to wait like a minute mm -hmm. before they even dropped that shit. But it, that's where most of the samples come from. Niggas leaving that much room with goddamn all that instrumental. It's like motherfuckers start sampling, people start rapping on it, but it was like people, singer come on there and talk for real light, right. real light though. I could just talk for a little bit and let it coast, yeah, it's cool. That goes right, right, a lot right. to what he was saying about like, you know, it being about more than just you. Like I feel like him, especially around that period right there where he was partnered with, that was with, what DJ? That was Danger Mouse, right? Yes. Yeah, it's when they, I feel like that, partnership i don't know why it was so perfect like for me in my life at that moment like because yeah. he talked a lot on both of those albums that you just referenced uh about like mental health and like you know being in a certain space that you can't really control yeah. or recognize and being comfortable and being uncomfortable yeah that's yeah it's kind of like you accepting you know a role that you're not used to and it you know it kind of it kind of put me in a place that you know the point that I heard it and the point it was out like because I was a young father I was trying to be present and all of that and it just it seemed like it wasn't working and mm -hmm. that shit was damn near like the fucking soundtrack to like a quarter of my year Real talk. so Real when, talk. I, when I when I referenced to that I was gonna allude to like what do you think that means like you know like when you're dealing with that mental space or like the people you're speaking to in those type of songs like what do you think that means to like be present and to like be, you know, okay with yourself, no matter what the case may be. You know, each song becomes an, an, an imitation of life, you know, and you get a chance to embellish, you know, on the truth, you know, once you know it, you know what I mean? Um, and again, it goes back to that poetic justice I was speaking about earlier because I mean, we all know, I mean, like, you know, that real life doesn't necessarily arrive. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. real talk. You know, so um, we're all trying to uh, speak truth to power. You know what I mean? Um, but you have to first identify, you know what I mean? Like, and address the roots, you know what I mean? Like, 
of a problem, of a condition, of a concern, of a question, a quirk in your humanity or your character. You have to be honest with those things. You know like, you know, like, uh, and, and right from uh, that that vulnerable, that, that soft spot, yeah. but also right, you know, like with strength. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because, you know, knowing is half the battle. You, you say know, that um, you say you say imitation of life. What do you what does that phrase mean? Well, imitation of life, you know, um, basically, it, it's it's just like the lyric to crazy. Like uh, you really think you're in control. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't think so. Like you know, like people, like okay, let me put it like this: some people think that he, some people think that being real is how long you can stay the same. <laughs> right, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, how 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 effectively can you repeat yourself over and over and over again? You know I mean? like, it's like, so it's no different than you know when, when these characters are kind of like uh, they become iconic. You know, people don't want they don't they, people don't want to to uh, shed the skin. Like Flavor Flav don't don't want to take off the clock, but you might not know you might not know him without the clock. You know what I'm saying? You feel mm-hmm. me? Like. You kind yeah. of see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of what I mean. I mean, like, um, you know, um, you have to continue to grow. And then also people try to also um, stagnate themselves or move slower and take baby steps because life, of course, is this one-way street. You know what I mean? Like, we're going forward. We're going all the way to God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and to me, God is an acronym, um, you know, gaining one's definition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you may only find that in death in transition. You know what I'm saying? You feel yeah. me? But like we are always in motion the work in progress. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but sometimes the mistakes or or dragging your feet, you know what I mean? Or or taking your time basically that, that's yeah. a positive way to view everything. You know, or just taking your time, you just feel like um some people are afraid of the responsibility. You know, uh, and going forward, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so it's like let me let me just go around in circles, uh, as opposed to going in that straight line that is life. You know, like seasons are circular. You know I'm saying like, but life is a line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the times, just to, to play it safer, we either stand still or we take baby steps because we feel like, you know, because the shortest distance between point A and point B is the straight line. You know what I mean like? But I believe life should be experienced, you know what I mean, like in all of this wonder and unknowingness, you know, by taking the scenic route and stopping mm-hmm. to smell the flowers. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, and I look at life in terms of vital signs, okay? Uh, life, the straight line, people equate that to like a perfect life. I didn't really have no, I ain't going to jail. I ain't get no car accidents. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like I'm straight. I ain't get no COVID. bullshit. I'm straight, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, everything's. I'm just straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but in in terms of vital, in terms of vitality, the straight line represents death. Only when you're going up and down are you actually alive. So, up and down is the peak and valley of being alive. Boy. Boy, hey man, <laughs> hey that's the hey that's about the coldest gym I've heard in so long. A straight line and a safe life is actually death. It's the quickest way. 
That's the quickest way. To that do. is insane. Because it's 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 if yeah. that, I, I don't think I've ever heard a more beautiful reference in the peak and valleys, mm-hmm. the up and down. Like you have to fall. Like I've been my whole life. I tell people about that. You hear Michael Jordan talk about that. It's my failures that made me what I am. That's how I learned how to do this. That's how I really learned to take on the responsibility, taking on that failure, taking that chance. And you preach this to people all the time, but that visual of that flat line, mm-hmm. and you say people just want to do that. I was never in jail. I never got locked up. I ain't never got fired. I always quit a week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's like all these excuses and then it'd be like, but hey, you could loan me a couple dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Like motherfucker, get off that! Like, and so it's, it's just cool for somebody to bring a a, a visual to that. Given that definition uh, of the phrase of imitation of life, we always ask our our guests. And my brother, my brother came up with this uh, question. I love it. It's my favorite question. Uh, what are you working on uh, improving in yourself at the present time? Because we we always talk about like what our goals are and all. The, at the present time, even after just wrapping this conversation, like what do you think? Um, moving forward with intention, what is the next move for you as far as personally? There's so much that I want to say with my power um, and, and, and my platform. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I feel like um, my saving grace is sharing the information yeah. Um um teaching you know um and learning in the process um so i'm always an advocate of those above things mentioned um and then i'm also like just an advocate of of, of mental health like to me like physical health so like you know just about you know um answering a call of duty you know just doing the diligence doing what's right i mean like you know like um, Abraham Lincoln has this great quote. He said, man, like, I'm, um, I don't have a religion. He said, um, when I do good, I feel good. When I do bad, I feel bad. That's my religion. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? And I think, I think life should be simple like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, um, I think, um, you know, you just have to shine as the, the beacon, you know, um, you know, as the example, you know, show and prove. Do more, say less. Just show and prove. You, you, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But but you you definitely have to be intentional in your action. Um, you know you have to uh, be inspired. You know what I mean. Like you know like, and you have to be tried and true. You know you have to have gone through the the the, the experience in, the, in order to have you know gotten the wisdom, the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. You know um, you know in order to share. You know, you know what I'm saying. So like. Uh-huh. Don't don't um, don't shield yourself. You know what I mean? Like you know, like uh, you know, weather the storm. So like you know, like for the sake of someone else's survival. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know. So I guess I'm just I guess I'm just a a, um, a missionary in that kind of way. You know what I mean? Like I want I want life to be meaningful. You know what I mean? Like for me in that way, um, and I care about those who are less fortunate, you know, like, you know, maybe they just haven't had the exposure, uh, maybe they don't have the esteem, maybe they don't have the encouragement, you know right. what I mean? Um, you know, I want I want them to really be able to to 
see in me the true definition of something supernatural, something extraordinary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like I'm blessed. I feel like, you know, it's a movie, old school movie with Richard Pryor called Brewster's Millions. And the, the concept of the movies was he had to spend a certain amount of money to get a bigger mm-hmm. amount of money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I got to exhaust what I have right now to go and get my big gift. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's something bigger waiting for me. So like, I got to be willing to give it all up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's songs like, it's songs like that I reference. I'm glad a song, because we're talking about music, we're talking about style, we're yeah. talking about the arts, we're talking about industry. We're talking about life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Life, life, is a, life is a soundtrack, bro. Mm-hmm. Life is a soundtrack, bro. It right? really is. And so it's songs, it's songs like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Give It Away. You know, when he says yeah. like, what I got, you got to give it to your mama. What I got, you got to give it to your papa. You know what I'm saying? You feel me like, give it away, give, give it away. away you give it away me? now. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, and I believe in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believe, you know, um, in, in, in charity, you know what I'm saying? Like in tithing. I believe yeah. in tithing with my time, my energy, my influence, my yeah. opinion. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. feel me? But then, of course, you'll have opposition to your opinion because your opinion is politics. You know what I mean? Sure. You know what I mean? So sure. you, we got to be educated and we got to be, we got to be stern. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to be sturdy. You know what I mean? I love it. I think it's, I think it's great that we get into a place. So I feel like 2022 is, this is a good place for us to be in where one person gives their opinion, another person gives their opinion. We have a conversation. It's constructive. That's it, bro. Constructive. Constructive. Now, let's talk about it, man. Put it on the table. Mm-hmm. That's it. All we're doing is talking. Word. That's a great. I saw another great quote, too. It was a meme that said, we should be more kinder to each other because at the end of the day, we're only just walking each other home. Mm-hmm. That's all we're doing. Took him to church, CeeLo. He's in church. Let's not act like it's no more than that. Man. I like you words, like... man. You know how I am with words, but I just like I love I love words. It's, it's amazing. You just walking each other home. It's all That's good. Crazy. Man. Let's enjoy Real each talk. other, man. Real talk. Every show we like to tap in with one of my fans on social media. Um, for you guys to get to ask these burning questions that you always ask. We're gonna be as honest as possible. If you're now <laughs> tuning in, it's Iman amongst men. Ari, what question we got today? Today we got a question from Mr. I Like Me Too on IG. He's asking Iman, how can I land my first movie role out here in Chicago? Please point me in the right direction. Oh man. Uh, Point you in the right direction. Um, He said he's about to land his first movie. How can I land? He said, how can I land my Um, first role? I think uh, we we touched on it a little bit earlier. Social media has opened the floodgates to content. Uh, a good tester of making noise and being able to collect numbers. Uh, as we were talking earlier, you talk about all these big umbrellas, all these big businesses, they look for numbers. Uh, social media has made it to where you can monetize, I mean not monetize, uh, just uh, calculate how many people exactly are going to check this billboard out rather than putting it on the side of a building and saying hit or miss this many people probably drive past here. Um, So uh, I think taking advantage of putting your content on social media, uh, which can help you generate a real following that gives you the numbers that you can take to uh, an acting agency and say, yo, I really want to step forward with something like this. That's, that's the route that I would take. Um, 
collaborations, uh, figuring out ways to collaborate with other young actors. Uh, or not, I don't know how young he is, but uh, with other actors uh, to make something that, like I said, is something that y'all see uh, you be able to monetize in the near future. Um, I think all people that take on new actors, they take it on for one, um, you know, seeing that you can really do your craft, but two, having the numbers and uh, army behind you that says, no, this person is really dope. Uh, always helps you jump up the list on, you know, email chain, whatever. <laughs> if I had a list, if you come with a reference and I get to see your work and I see what's going on, it's much easier to go off of. So getting those auditions done, making up those monologues, uh, you know, doing oh, other content. This, this is, uh, what? You're not going to help this man. Who? You're not going to help Mr. I Like Me Too. What you mean I'm not gonna help him? That's not helping him, man. That he is just gonna gave help this him. man to run around and told him to that's go. That's not the run around. That's really what you in an email chain and food. no. I said that's how you jump up the, oh, the names on it. If he I had trying, a list, he trying to land a role now. Dog, I'm got telling time. you, you if to land a role, you got to get them auditions. To get auditions, you got to have your mm-hmm. auditions to show that you can even act. Like I'm trying to get you got to get on the map before you can land. Man. I can't shit. I can't help you from outside the club. You got to get in. (laughs) Actors hard. (laughs) CeeLo, for you, similar question. For those interested uh, breaking into the music industry, you know, budding artists, young artists, what what do you think is the most important advice to take on? Consistency. You know, I mean, like you know, um, you can't ever insist. You can only persist. You can't insist that your way is the only way you know what i'm saying you feel like you, you say you have to you have to persist you know what i mean like you know um you know um and forging you know um a place you know a niche you know what i mean like you know like um you know for yourself you know um but i just think i think i think you gotta sometimes sometimes you know hard work you know um um hard work uh uh, uh overshadow talent sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you can be talented and get complacent in that. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. feel me? So like you can't just be talented. You gotta be tenacious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So um and take risks, man. You know what I mean? Like um, you know, look at the landscape or the playing field, see what see what people is doing. You know what I mean? And see how can you can you add on. You know what I'm saying you feel me like um um and intervene. I'm saying, like, you know, what I mean, like, you know, see what you can bring different to the game. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's that's kind of what I say. You know, what I mean, like, my whole attitude is always about not how can I compete, but how can I coexist. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Word. Word. That's how. So you hear what he's saying, man? Young artists out there, be Listen. original, be yourself, be persistent in creating that world and that niche. Uh, and tenacious. Yeah, be tenacious. Ah. Get on their ass, so to speak. It's ah. all these other terminologies for it. Be on their ass. Be about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. All that shit. Back. <laughs> Man, CeeLo, I want to give a huge thank you for coming out here. and Well, not coming out here, but <laughs> coming on to the show. And uh, dropping jewels, man. Seriously, uh, the music references, the stories, uh, the laughs, it's all appreciated. Uh, you one of my favorites. One of my brother's favorites to have you on the show is a great honor. 
Uh, Ari, I don't know if there's anything you wanted to say or if anything you wanted to promote, but now's the time. Um, you know, well, um, we, we still in strong support of Goody Mob's last album, Survival Kit. We just did our 26th year anniversary yes, of Soul Food, 24th year anniversary of Still Standing. And uh, we've been touring uh, pretty consecutively over the last year or so in support uh, of the new album, Survival Kit, you know, mm -hmm. on all streaming platforms. You know, yes, sir. Uh, you know, so it's always about the Almighty Dungeon family representing Atlanta, Georgia, oh, established yes, in 1994. You see the smile coming out. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. you know just, and just catch me, man. You know, I'll be around. I'm out there, man. I'm out no, there. No, for sure. When I and when I leave, uh, when I leave to LA and get back to Miami, I'ma let you know, man. If we can get up, dog. Come on, man. I, I, I'm waiting on you, baby. Come uh, on. <laughs> I got you, man. Thanks again, man. We gone. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. For sure, y'all. All right, bro. Take care. All right, Iman, I know you were excited to talk to your boy CeeLo, man. Excited than a motherfucker. Boy. I was too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. What'd you take away from today's conversation? What'd you learn? That if I work hard enough, I could be in Goody Mob. No, seriously, on a serious note, I think that CeeLo gave me insight into understanding samples. For so long, I frowned upon samples. He talks about not just sampling things, but sampling the things that his parents played for him, that your, your aunts, your uncles, all the old timers brought around that maybe it wasn't fit for your ears because the sound changed, but now you want to re-spin it and make it fit in the now just mm -hmm. so you can have a piece of whoever, you know, whoever had that song and instilled it in you back then. You want to have that piece with you now. So I, I, that was my biggest takeaway. I resonate really well with that. What you think you took away from it? What I took away from the CeeLo conversation was like his appreciation for nostalgia is really like special and unique. You can tell with somebody like him just talking to him, he gets really excited about, you know, telling you things he used to enjoy as if he still like they're still as prevalent and he's still enjoying them. I like how he's really advocating for like sampling and paying it forward with other music and paying homage to older music while at the same time adding your own modern spin, so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's dope and it's really like good to get that conversation. Like it just adds to the legend that is CeeLo Green. The legend grows. Mm -hmm. As always, thank y'all for rocking with us on Iman Amongst Men. I'm your host, Iman Shumpert. I'm Ari Shumpert. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Wherever you listen to your podcast, that's between you and them. To watch the full video episode, head over to Uninterrupted's YouTube channel and press subscribe. You really enunciated that time. Can you shut up. Peace. Gone.